from Kalaloo Studios in New York City. You are listening to Let's Take It Offline with your host, Ishana Palmer. Hey, Fab Crew. You're listening to Let's Take This Offline, the podcast for everyday leaders. Part inspiration, part set down. Let's have a conversation. Here's where you'll find the real deal about living well and leading well. I'm Kashana Palmer, your host and resident leadership whiz. What happened in the meeting after the meeting? We talk about it all on Let's Take This Offline. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and leave a comment so we can keep the conversation going. Look, I get it. It's tempting to put your head down and get to work. Ride the thrill of accomplishment and get your hustle on. Especially when getting things done is what you're known for. Not to mention, you're good at it. But here's the thing. There's also that voice inside of you telling you that if you don't slow down, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, I know that voice. And I think it's time we all listen to it. Because now, more than ever, women are tying on their superhero cape at the cost of their mental, physical, and emotional health. Between never-ending Zoom meetings, conference calls, virtual team huddles, and helping others do their job, many of us have hit a wall. And if we haven't hit it yet, we definitely see it coming. Bottom line, prioritizing ourselves and hitting pause isn't just an option, it's a necessity. What if I told you that there's a luxury experience that allows you to make that necessity a reality? One that allows you to reconnect while you disconnect. The Rooted Collaborative is inviting you to join us in sunny Jamaica for the 2022 Rooted Retreat. For four glorious days and three rejuvenating nights, your soul will be fed by our dynamic speakers, immersive conversations, and global community activities in ways that will ignite, empower, and revitalize you like never before. The stress doesn't deserve your best. You do. So treat yourself to the best at this year's Rooted Retreat presented by The Rooted Collaborative. Head on over to www.therootedretreat.com to book your spot and find us either in Jamaica or online. What's up, y'all? I am back. I am back. It's your girl, Kashana, and we are here for another episode in our Summer Well series, Grow Where You Are Watered. This is a special summer series powered by Bloomerang, and it is a special series for my podcast, Let's Take This Offline. And I wanted to do something different before I jumped into season three, because y'all, I was supposed to take a break for a month between season two and three. It's been over a year. Life comes at you fast. (laughs) And so I thought, what a better way to reintroduce the podcast to y'all than to talk about something that um, y'all have seen me talk about online, that I write about, that I do my keynotes on, and that is wellness and well-being. And what that really means for leaders right now in our work, in our lives. And my mission, y'all, is to make sure that you are leading a life you love, 
that you have a career you love and that you are healthy AF. Okay. And you can't do that if you're not really digging into the topics. And so today's episode is really going to focus on the question that I have asked (laughs) many clients and actually asked one of my uh, friends recently, are you well? And the question, are you well, might come across as seeming a little petty. It's not. The reason I asked this question is because I think many of us spend our time focusing on everything else but ourselves. I'll give you a really quick example. The other day I saw this um, this cartoon on Instagram and it talked about how my free time is spent as an adult. And it was like, okay, I, I pulled it up, y'all. So the, the biggest part of the pie, scrolling on my phone. Then it says contemplating doing something productive. It was like this much, like this little tiny sliver, y'all. Then it was another another large percent napping. That does not apply to me. (laughs) Then another small little sliver making food. Then another another bigger sliver eating the food. Also me. And then there's like this big pie piece about contemplating my responsibilities. And y'all, the the amount of time that I think about what I've got to think about and what I've got to do would blow your mind. I spend so much time thinking about the things I've got to think about to do. Ridiculous. And so it actually what that does is it puts you into this spiral of all the things you're not doing and all the things you're not accomplishing. And it really shows up in your body in this sense of like dis-ease. And I'm seeing this in myself and I'm seeing this in my clients. So the first thing I do when I see something in myself, when there's some dis-ease in myself, I used to just like try to run. First of all, no, let me let me give you all the, the real truth in the whole business. When I used to feel dis-ease in my body, and for me, that means it shows up like headaches. It shows up like anxiety. It shows up like my back pain. It shows up like stomach cramps. It shows up like desperately wanting to sleep, but can't be can't you know, I can't get to sleep or worse. It shows up as plain old insomnia. It shows up like snacking at night, whatever the it is, I would just ignore it. And I used two words, push through. How many of us have said push through? I'm just going to push through. How many, how many times have you said that this week? How many times have you said that today? Y'all, I'm not here for the push through energy because, and I haven't been able to, I think the minute I said, I'm not, I'm not here for push through energy. God was like, oh yeah. Cool, 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 cool. I have not been able to work late into the night in months, okay? Months, y'all. I used to be able to get up at 4 a.m., do my devotion, walk the dog, get back, get dressed, be fully dressed before seven o'clock at my desk and work, and then work again all the way until one. Let me tell you what's not happening. Nothing is happening after seven o'clock these days, okay? I am full on out of commission, and I'm not even sleeping. But I'm in the bed by 930. If you call me or text me or email me, first of all, if you email me, I'm not going to get it. But if you call me or text me after 930 at night and I'm not on my group chat, like a a scheduled meeting with my group accountability that meets at night or whatever. Y'all, I'm going to be in the bed. I'm going to be all the way asleep. So it used to be that I would just ignore all of these signs about the fact that my body was like, yo, I am in dis-ease. And I would just push through. And I could not 
or rather would not. I think it's a combination of both y'all. I could not and would not recognize the, 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 the signals of you need to get help. You need to do, some, do something different. You need to sit your ass down. Like that was not in even my, my frame of reference. In fact, when people would tell me to rest or they would tell me, you know, Kashana, maybe you should slow down for a little bit. I would look at them real evil, side eye. What? You don't even understand what I'm going through. You don't have the life I live. You're not dealing with what I'm dealing with. You have your husband. You have your, your partner. You know, you don't have kids. You have the support of fill in the blank. Y'all bitter, upset, angry. And so I had to really work at telling myself a different narrative in my quiet time and then in my like uptime, the time when I'm out loud talking to folks. But in my quiet times when I'm in my bed at night, when I'm alone in my room, like like that time. Okay, y'all, because I was talking all manner of foolishness to myself and I was adding to the fact that I was not well, my mental health was suffering and I was not paying attention to the signs or the clues. And how many of us have done that? Okay. And I can talk about that now, y'all, that I actively have to navigate depression. And for those of y'all who have heard me, you've seen my videos, you've met me in person. You're like, what? Yes. Me too, Brutus. I have to navigate depression regularly. I have to manage these episodes And I had to decide what I was going to do about it because otherwise it would just keep happening. It felt like it was just happening to me as opposed to something that I needed to navigate, get support to manage so that I could move through. And so here are some of the things that I want y'all to be thinking about as you navigate the question, am I well? How is it showing up? How is stress showing up for you? How is, are you having a hard time breathing? Are you not able to focus? Are you uh, stress eating? Are you stress shopping? Are you stress sleeping? Are you snapping at folks? Like what is actually happening right now? Are you hiding, digging into content on social media so that you don't have to deal with stuff that's, na- that's happening in your real life? Like where are your stress markers signaling for you that you may not be well. Before I move on, I want to say that like a lot of us, like the idea that we could actually say out loud, yo, I'm not good, feels foreign. It feels like a weakness. It feels like something that we don't actually want to be able to say out loud because then what are people going to think about me as a leader if I say I'm not well? Is my team going to follow me? Is my team going to support me? Are my peers going to look at me differently? is an opportunity that I'm seeking and pursuing going to fall to the wayside because people are like, oh no, she don't got it together. They don't got it together. He don't have it together. Are people going to look at me differently? Even those of us who think, oh, I don't care what nobody thinks about me. Mm, I don't know, friend. I will be the first to admit that I do care what people think about me, actually, because I'm in the world with people. I people every day. Um, And so when we have to acknowledge where we are in terms of our own wellness in this current moment, it forces us to contemplate how we are engaging with people external to us and 
what fallout potentially that may have. And I found that I'm not going to be the one to tell y'all that there's no fallout, y'all. I won't tell y'all that because there may be opportunities that fall away because you're not in position to really maximize that. But I believe deeply that what is good for you is not going to pass to you. I actually was like, but, but wait, but what's going on? It took me getting some real coaching. It took me starting to really be introspective. It took me having to take a pause socially for me to be able to start to dig in to, to really marinate on the idea that what is good for me will not pass me. Therefore, it's okay to name the places where I need help. It's okay for me to name the places where I don't actually have the capacity, maybe in this moment, maybe period, to be able to navigate, take on, lead, do, activate on a thing. And it's a real sign of leadership to know it and then be able to be conscious enough to redirect that energy, redirect that work, reallocate those resources to folks who can to let an opportunity pass. So real quickly, y'all, before I jump into like, how can we answer, you know, what are some of the things we can do to answer the question? Are we well? Um, one of the things that was clear to me was that I did not have the capacity to take on some work. Now, I have a revenue goal that I've got to hit in my firm every month. Those of us who raise money for a living, those of us who do sales for a living, those of us who are charged with the revenue for our companies and organizations, your goals are your goals are your goals are your goals. And they come every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> and so I had a revenue goal I needed to hit for the month. And yet I knew that if I took on this new client project, I could subcontract it out for sure. I have really amazing team members. I have subcontractors who would happily jump in and do this work. And yet the way that the work was structured, I knew I had to have my hands on it. And because I had to have my hands on it, I realized that I was not the person to really be able to take that on. And so I declined that work and I referred the work out to another firm. What I did in that moment was decide like my actual wellness, my abilities, my capacity, all of that stuff is wrapped up in how I show up in the world every day. And I've got to be conscious about that when I make decisions for my company because they affect other people. And so you've got to really be thinking about your own wellness journey and the things you do to activate or aggravate your practice of wellness because it has implications for other people, your team members, your family members, yourself. So what can we be thinking about as we think about how to navigate wellness? Here's some things I want you to be thinking about. Answering the question, are we well? Do I actually have a wellness game plan? Now, if y'all have been listening to me for long enough and if you heard episode one, you know that I believe in planning <laughs> and I talked about planning versus pausing. But I want y'all to think about having a wellness game plan because we sometimes when life starts to happen to us and we start to spiral, we just start doing what we know. Right. We just go to our emergency uh, food bank <laughs> of things that we know how to do. So when you have a wellness game plan, that's the thing that allows you to be able to go, okay, okay, okay. First, I got to do this. Then I got to do this. Then I got to do this Then this. So for me, my wellness game plan is as follows. It's not, this is not in total, but this is what it includes. I got to make sure that I get up at the same time every day, Monday 
through Sunday, even on the weekends, y'all. So I got to keep my routine. Routine for me is really important. I got to make sure that when I have my shower, I do my rituals in the shower and with my face. My face time is very, very important to me. This is my part of my wellness game plan, y'all. Okay. I got to make sure I have time to pray and, and write in my journal. Got to make sure I have time to hear my own voice. I've got to make time to make sure I walk every day somewhere, get outside of my house because I work from home, my office, my studio, everything is in my home. And so I've got to make sure that even though there's separation between my living space and my working space, that I get outside and enjoy the sunshine. I've got to make sure that I have a massage or stretch or Pilates or some activity scheduled outside of the house. Got to make sure I sweat. And I've got to make sure I spend time with my family and my friends. And when I am two heads down, too much in the weeds, that tends to slip away. So if I'm feeling like things are spiraling out of control, I go back to my game plan. Where am I in my game plan that I need to start again? And that helps me to get back on track. So having a wellness game plan is really, really important. And having that wellness game plan that applies to your home life and your work life really, really critical. So what's your wellness game plan at home and what's your wellness game plan at work? For some of us, it's something as simple as meditating before we go inside the office, having a playlist that keeps us motivated and focused, getting up and walking away from our desk to have our lunch. For those of us who are hybrid or who are going back into the office, getting outside the building, you know that air inside those buildings is not quite right. For those of us who work from home or work remotely, being able to have coffee, being able to network, being able to go to a co-working space that's not our home so we can change up our environment, so we can change up our energy. Being able to do something that allows your body to stretch. How are you being able to have breaks between your meetings, not stacking it back to back? So how are you thinking about your wellness game plan? So I want y'all to focus in on that as we think about the question, are we well? And then the act of your activation right now for me coming out of this episode is, what is my wellness game plan? So I want y'all to send me a note about your wellness game plan. Send that to let's chat at kishanaco.com. So let's chat at K-I-S-H-S-H-A-N-A-C-O.com. Put in the subject wellness game plan. And I want you to tell me, Kish, here's what's my wellness game plan. I want you to let me know what you've got on your wellness game plan for work and for home that's going to keep you on track to being a dialed in leader, to being present in your work, to being present in your family, to make sure that you can answer the question, are you well? And we're going to keep talking about it on our next episode. And so this has been like just, just a, just a, listen, I told y'all these are mini episodes, y'all. So we getting, we just, we wading into the water on this one, but this has been another episode in our summer wellness series, Grow Where You Are Watered, our summer wellness series for Let's Take This Offline, the podcast for everyday leaders. Keep it locked for our next episode in the series and I will see y'all real soon. Like what you heard and need a little bit more of this in your life? Well, I want you to head on over to Kish Camp, my virtual camp for stressed out managers who are looking to manage people better and lead with confidence. You can head over to Kish Camp at www.kishcamp.co.